Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. I have just this scripture kept coming to me this past week, and uh, this is just so powerful. This scripture is amazing, okay? You ought to write down the verse and, and think about this verse this week and apply it to yourself and claim it for yourself. But it's in Hebrews 7, 25. And it says this in Hebrews 7, 25, God is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Christ Jesus. Okay, let's think about that again. God is able, able to save to the uttermost those that come to Him through Christ Jesus. Wow, God is able to save to the uttermost. You know what that verse is saying? First of all, that word salvation means save, rescue, deliver, heal. It's God coming to, to do something amazing in you. And, and it says, to the uttermost. What does that mean? He's saying here, he's able to save, heal, deliver, change, work on your life to the core of your being, to the very core of who you are, to the extremities of who you are, to the depths of who you are, to the uttermost. God is able to save you. And he says that salvation will go to the very core and root of everything that makes up who you are. And it'll do something great in your life. 1 Corinthians 5.23 says this, May the God of peace himself, personally, in a very real way, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your entire spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. What's this saying here? He's saying that the Lord Jesus is able to sanctify you. What does that word sanctify mean? Well, it means to make holy. What does it mean to make holy? It means to separate you unto God. It's to make you dedicated unto God, completely God's. You know, there's a verse where Paul goes, I betrothed you. He's talking to people that he's helping walk with the Lord. And he says, I've given you over to God as, as just like a father would give his daughter to a man. And he wants that daughter to be pure, not to be flirting around with guys not to be living in a certain way. He wants to present that daughter to, to the man as a wonderful gift, right? And Paul says, in the same way, I have had that heart toward you for God, that you be pure, that you be dedicated, a, a great gift to him. And it says here that God himself will sanctify you, set you apart, work in your life, and make you exactly 
the way you ought to be. He will work in your life. He will pull the world out of you. He will pull junk out of you. He will pull things that have been pulling you back, weighing you down. All you need to do is come to Christ. And I don't mean just that initial part. It says um, he is able to do this. Both of these are talking about those that will come to him, come to God. I just want to encourage everybody here today. It doesn't matter how bad you sin. Doesn't matter what you've been in. Doesn't matter what you got caught up in. Doesn't matter how, you know, how many bad habits you've got, all that's wrapped up in your system. You might have come out of certain kinds of uh, sexual issues where you feel like you're in bondage. You can't get free. You got these things working in your life. You don't know how to get rid of them. You've got these things driving you. Let me tell you this. The God that is reaching out to you, telling you to take a step forward, is the same God that will finish what he's starting right now. If you will trust him and be willing to step out of where you are and to, and to give him your life, some people will go, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can change. And I want you to wake up to this today. Think about it. What's driving you? Those are the very things that you need to be saved from. You need to be delivered from. You need to be rescued from. Amen? And the Bible says, if you will come to God with all your heart, He will save you, rescue you, deliver you, change you completely, absolutely, to the uttermost. Amen? God wants to deliver you. God wants to change you. And so, if you want this, if you want this move of God in your life, if you want the power of God in your life, you want to be forgiven, you want a new life with God, you want everything to change, you, you want a relationship, you want to walk with God, you want something that's spiritual, and you know there's more to life than what you've had. And I'm not just talking to people that have never been saved. I'm talking to people who've been in the church and never really walked with God, and you've never been fulfilled, and you're still running after stuff trying to be fulfilled. I'm talking to you too. God says, if you want it, it's there for you. He'll help you. He will enable you. He will empower you. He will change you. All you have to do is learn that he is the bread of life. He's the one to come to. He's the one that's giving you the promises. And God will do everything that he needs to do to get you set free because he loves you. You're his possession. You're his own. You are his treasure. And man, his heart goes after you. Once you put your heart toward God and you say, God, help me. Oh, man, I, wanna, I want you to know that touches God's heart. And he sees the forces at work in your life. He sees the enemy that's come against you. And yes, you may have opened the door, but now he recognizes, you know, yes, he did it in ignorance. And now he's turning back or he made a, he made a bad decision. Now he's turning back. Man, he's crying out to me and look at that sincerity. I'm going to come through for him and I am going to work in his life. I'm going to deliver him from all of these forces of hell that have been arrayed against him. And where you have opened up the door to hell and to the devil and to the evil, evil habits, evil emotions, evil drives, God says, if you will just cry out to him, if you'll just go, God, I need your help. Jesus, I need your help. God, I'm coming to you, and you confess your sins to God. God will come in. God will change your life. 
God will deliver you. God's power will show up in you. And it'll be so real. The little tug that God's putting in your heart to come forward. If you will listen to that and not ignore it, watch what God will do. Amen. Man, it's so good. Make a decision. You got to make a decision to come to him. Just coming to church won't do any good. Just being religious won't do any good. Just playing around with God won't do any good. When I went to college, man, I tell you, even before I made a commitment to God that, that was like I have now, I would pray every day. I would go to church fairly regularly. I didn't live as bad as everybody else in my mind. You know, oh, those are crazy people. You know, I live pretty good. Oh, I love the Lord. But you know what? I was living in compromise. I really wasn't absolutely sold out. And somebody told me, it's like night and day, the difference between just, you know, trying to do better, trying to be a good person, and being radically sold out to God, not letting any compromise that you know of be in your life. That's what God calls you to. When He sees that, man, God will run to you so fast to help you. The joy of God will be in your heart. Many Christians will wonder, where's the joy? Where's all the joy in this? Well, maybe, maybe there's stuff pulling you down, you see, that you hadn't let go of. You, you know what I'm saying? Man, God's going to do something so good if you'll give Him everything. Confess your sins before God. Turn to Him. Put your trust in Him and walk with Him. Watch what He will do. He will come through for you. He will help you. I heard a testimony this week, man, it was so great. This man was sharing, I mean, this, this guy was, had been a very successful, very well-known person in his life, and um, he was sharing how he gave his life to the Lord. He was in a huge amount of trouble one time. He was contemplating suicide. He was very depressed. I mean, and when you hear what he's going through, it's like one of the worst situations of pressure, and you're just hearing that. And thinking, think going, oh man, that's a horrible situation. And then he talked to this man he thought might be able to help in some way. Could, is there anything you can do? And this man said, well, I'll do my best to help, to do whatever I can. But I can do something better than what you're asking me to try to do for you. He said, if you will listen to this and do what I tell you, it's going to be better than anything you think you need. And he said, what you need to do is put your faith in God. He said, you need to confess your sins before God. You need to ask God to forgive you. You need to turn your life over to Him. And I'll tell you, even if you end up going through a difficult time, He will be with you in the middle of that. And the peace of God will be with you in the very middle of that. Before the week was over, I believe it was, like within a week or a few days, He did exactly that. That same person mentioned that again, he heard, and he completely gave his life over to God, radically, without any kind of question like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know. No, he radically gave his life over to God. And then, you know, when he saw his wife and he came home, she's like, what happened to you? You were suicidal when you left the house, and now what's, what's going on? He's, and he explained, I gave my life to God. And I turned everything over to him and something happened. I've got a peace in my life. I just know it's going to be all right. That man told me, he said, God will never leave you nor forsake you if you just acknowledge him and put him first in all your ways. And that's what I've done today. And it works. 
The man still went through a lot of trials, but it is amazing how God delivered him. But the, the, the point is, then he, after that moment, he had God with him, and he was able to smile and rejoice in the middle of some of the most terrible circumstances because his peace had been found in God. And wherever you are today, I don't care what you're going through, God will be with you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you go. He will take care of you. He will lead you in the direction you need to go. He will provide for you. You'll have the clothes you need, the food you need, the shelter you need. God will take care of you. I want to just ask you, will you be willing to let it go and just say, God, I just let go of it all. I let go of trying to be in control of my life. I let go of trying to do it all myself. I let go of just of trying to run after this and that, to, you know, to try to fulfill my life. How many people run after this and they run after that, trying to be fulfilled, trying to get something to fill that hole up on the inside of them, and they're ever running? How many of you this morning, you've been running after one thing and then running after another, and you're still empty, and yet somehow you think you're going to get that, oh, maybe next year, oh, when I get this next, when I, when I make, have a successful business, oh, when I'm in the right relationship. That is nothing but a lie. How many times have I seen that happen? A right relationship is not going to fulfill the deep parts of your soul. A right business isn't going to make you fulfilled. Getting that big contract isn't going to make you popular. You know, whether you're an entertainer or whatever, it doesn't matter. You'll still have a hole very deep and big on the inside of your soul. And it can't be filled with anything except God. Jesus said it's better to have that than have all the riches in the world. We look at the people that are outwardly successful and we think that's what we want. No, there's something so much deeper than that. And those things will never fulfill the depths of your need that God made you with. You're made to want God. You're made to have God fulfill a place in your life nobody else can fill. You have to go to God to get there. In Isaiah 55, Isaiah prophesied from the Lord and said, Come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters, and you without money. Come, buy and eat. Why are you spending money on what is not bread and what cannot fulfill? Why do you labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what's good, and your soul will delight in the richest of food. Then didn't Jesus say, don't labor for the food that, just, that passes away? He doesn't mean don't work. He's, he's like, don't let that be what you're running after in life. Labor for the food that endures to eternal life. Man, it's like, let that be what's motivating you. Let that be what is churning on the inside of you that you're running after. It's so true. I've seen so many people run after things their whole lives that don't satisfy. You know, it's a sad thing. How many people, I mean, it's true, don't, don't we all think we know what we want, right? Everyone of us in this room and online, I bet you you've gone through times where you thought you knew what you wanted and you ran after that. I, you know, if, if you've been through that journey many times, I, I would almost just say, Let's, let me see a show of hands. Can you remember what you were running after? You were thinking it was going to be so great, but deep down, you're still empty. There was the excitement of it, the emotion of it, the thrill of it. But later, you're still empty. How many people I've seen go through the same patterns over and over and over? I've seen people that will say, oh, if I just get the right relationship, and then they'll get in one, boom, 
mess up. Get in one another, mess up. Oh, that's just, it's just when I get in the right relationship. And they run time and time and time again. Let me tell you, you'll keep making the same mistakes because there's still a hole deep down on the inside of you in your soul that you hadn't fulfilled yet. Amen? Are y'all with me? Am I going too fast? So you got to wake up to these things. And quit running after looking for the next thing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. You got to fill up the hole in your soul. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And uh, the only way you can do that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus says this, come to me and I'll give you true food. I'll give you that which satisfies your soul. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that gives life. I'm the bread that will give life to you. What does it mean by bread? Food. It's something to nourish your soul, right? He says, come to me and you won't hunger anymore. Come to me and you won't hunger anymore. What are you saying? There's something on the inside of every one of us that's hungering for something that will never be fulfilled outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come to me. It can't be fulfilled anywhere else. Come to me. If you want to get that need met, come to him. It will not get met anywhere else through any other person, through any other situation. And how many times, I'm telling you, you got your dream set on something, you think that's going to fulfill your life? You know, I'm not saying dreams are bad, but if, you've got, if you're running after something, I just want to encourage you, quit laboring for stuff that doesn't fulfill and start going after that which does. Go eat the bread of Jesus Christ. Go partake of Him. Learn how to partake of Him. Learn how to enjoy Him. Learn how to get God in your life. You know, it does take time. It does, but you've, you've got, to, you got to be willing to come. Joel 3.14 says something powerful. It says, multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. And I believe literally today there are multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. They're asking and there's the question that I believe that God's bringing this to their hearts and minds. Am I going to go forward with God? Or am I going to keep living how I've been living? Am I going to make a change? Or am I going to keep doing things the way I'm doing? Am I going to be willing to obey this pull on the inside of me? It seems like the right thing. Or am I going to keep resisting it and go my own way? I believe that the, that the Lord is crying out today. Come to me. I believe that there's a call going out today. I believe that there's a word. I believe when I'm speaking to you today, God's working in this word that I'm saying, affirming to you that he is calling you from where you have been to a new place in God. You're going to have to make the decision. You're going to have to make the decision. Many are in that valley of decision. Will you go forward or are you going to back up? I believe also God's calling other people that have left their devotion to God. I've seen that happen so many times. That's one of the most sad things to me. I, it, it breaks my heart when I see people who are running after God. They want to learn more about praying. They want to learn more about bringing God into their home. They want to understand the Word of God more. They're getting so hungry for God. And then, and then through the process of time and things that happen, you watch them and they're, they've, you know, they've gone back to other stuff. And you go, wow, they were so full of joy, so full of life, so full of vision. And now they're all marred down again, all, you know, wrapped up again. I, 
that's, that's something that's difficult to understand. But God said through Jeremiah, He spoke to individuals that have done that, and He said, you left me, the fountain of living water. For cisterns, they can't hold water. You left me for other things to try to get water that, you know, that, you know, and you can't. Jesus, God goes, I'm living water. But, and you were, you enjoyed me. You were having an experience with me. And you left that, and now you're following emptiness. Why would you do that? And I don't know why, but I've seen it happen various times. These people so full of God and somehow become disoriented, lose their joy, lose their focus, lose their purpose, get stuck in a rut, and they know the way of life. They've experienced it, and yet now they've gotten into a rut. I just, I just want to just say, man, that's just one of the most painful things to see. But it does take effort. It takes effort if you want to follow the Lord. If you want to partake of Him, you've got to make sure you're going back to God and you're eating. I just want to ask, I want to ask all of you, I want to ask all of you to wake up and to think about this. Where's your fire? Where's your fire level? Where's your zeal level? Where's your joy level? Where are you with God? God says, all who are thirsty, you come. I'll give you something to drink. If you come, I'll give it to you. Are you hungry? If you come, I'll give it to you. Have you never been saved? There's something you've never experienced. Have you been in church and you've never experienced this? You've been missing out on something. You're not going to be able to go before God and say, hey, I was a church member. No, He's coming for the ones that know Him, not the ones that just know about Him, not just the ones that went to church a little bit. No. God says, I want you to partake of Me. I'm telling you, it's there. Where are you? Where are you today? Be honest with yourself. Look at yourself. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you in life? There's a word in Revelation where Jesus is speaking to His church and He says something to people who had been there, who had done that, who had once walked with God, who once had joy in the Lord, who once came singing to God. They were singing in the morning. They were praising the Lord. They were enjoying God. And somehow that had all dried up. They were still going through the motion. And he said to them, remember, remember from where you fell. Remember what things were like. Remember the excitement that you had. Remember how much you loved me. Remember how dedicated you were. Remember how you were in church. Remember the excitement that you had. You wanted to be a part. And now look where you've fallen from. Look how you are now. Look where your dedication is now. Look where your heart is now. Remember from where you have fallen and go back to where you were. Amen? Go back to where you were. Hebrews 3.15 says this, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. What does it mean to hear His voice? Is it, is it like a man's voice? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, no. I would call it the voice of conviction. It's on the inside of you. 
And if you're going in the wrong direction, it can be a very nagging voice. Something continually in there telling you to make a decision, to do something that you don't feel like doing, to take a step you don't feel like taking. It's deep down on the inside of you pushing. And I will tell you that if you need that today, and I, I know many of you do, God is pulling you, pushing you on the inside to make that choice, to make that decision, to take that step. That voice is the conviction in your conscience telling you to go forward. It's your conscience, that voice that leads you out of the force and power of your flesh which will always lead you in the wrong direction. It will always lie to you. It will always deceive you. It will always entrap you. I am telling you, if you just do what you feel like doing, there's going to be some part of your life that is in serious bondage. And until you start listening to the voice of God on the inside of you, you cannot be free. Because it's the voice of God that will set you free. It's you responding to what God's telling you. And He will be faithful to tell you, but you've got to be willing to... What does it say? If you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts. What does it mean to not harden your heart? It means to pay attention to that tug. If you don't pay attention to the tug on your heart that tells you to come to God, there is no way you can be saved. That's how this thing works. You have to respond. You've got to choose to do what's right. You've got to choose to repent. You've got to choose to confess your sins to God and get your life right with God. That's just the way it works. I remember when I did that. It didn't necessarily feel good right when I did it. But just like the individual I was telling you about earlier, I remember after I did it, Man, when I'm going through it, there's this wrestling going on with my me and God. I don't want to fully give everything to God. I want to hold back. Can I trust God? Is God going to do this right? Is He going to put me where I want to be? But then I got to the point in that conversation where somebody was talking to me about this. I just said, I know it's the right thing. I don't feel like doing this. But my convictions made me go, okay, God, everything is yours. It wasn't easy. But when I left that room in that building, I was in college. I was so full of joy. I was so free. Something had happened to me. I ran all the way to my dorm. I didn't need to get there fast. I was just so full of joy, I, did, I mean, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I want to tell you, it's not easy making that decision because sometimes the devil, your habits, stuff in your flesh, your patterns, and you think you can still do it your way and still serve God, that gets in the way and God's like, no, let go and watch what I will do. Man, it's a powerful thing, but it's a difficult thing because we all want to go our own way. So God's like, don't harden your hearts. How do you harden your heart? How, do you, how is it that you don't, you know, when, when God's convicting, how, how do we do that, right? First of all, you make excuses. 
You justify living how you're living. You justify decisions you're making that you know deep down aren't right. You justify the direction you're going in. Even though you know deep down it's not right. You got things in your mind going, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's all right. Oh, oh, this is a good decision. Oh, God understands. No. Listen to the voice on the inside of you, leading you in the way of righteousness and honoring God. That's the voice of God. In other ways, by reasoning that we're okay. God says, come, come. I'll change you. I'll save you. I'll heal you. I'll deliver you. I'll make you like new. Right? And sometimes we go, oh, I'm okay. I'm a good person. I'm nice. I'm better than most other. You know, I'm a good person. Everybody sins. I mean, everybody does it. It's just normal. That No, you are hardening your heart against the conscience on the inside of you if you're doing that. Listen to the voice of God. Quit making excuses. Quit reasoning against the Word of God. And the third thing we do is we put Him off by not deciding to do it right now. Today. Hmm. You see, God doesn't say, uh, do this tomorrow. No. When he speaks, when you, when you recognize God's pulling on you, when that comes to your attention, which I believe it is for many now, you need to respond to that and you need to take a step forward and say, okay, okay, God, I surrender. And it feels like surrender. When you're doing it, it might, it might feel like a terrible surrender. This guy I told you about earlier, man, he had to come to a certain point in life where he was willing to surrender everything. Everything got so bad. I hope all of you aren't in that kind of situation, but I'm just asking you, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Are you willing to surrender today? You know, something, something that I have noticed, there are so many people today who put off God. They ignore God, and what happens? The heart hardens. Let me read that one time before we move on. Today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. Listen. God will work in you. God will talk to you. But you know what happens? If you don't listen to his voice, your heart gets hard. After a while, you won't feel that nudge the same way. You won't sense the same direction of God. You better honor the voice of the Lord when it comes to you. Otherwise, one month down the road, one year down the road, you're just lost wherever. Lost in space, lost in this earth, lost in this world. And now you're not even worried about it anymore. You're all wrapped up all in this world all over again. Listen to the voice of God. So many people, even today, are walking in this world in complete darkness and don't even know it. Distracted by so much junk. And uh, as I've mentioned, so many people have fallen back from where they were. There's a huge percentage of people today that were following the Lord and they're not following the Lord anymore. I've shared this before, but you know, it said they, I think it was 60% of people that used to go to church don't go to church or even online services anymore. 60% of that, right? And um, I believe that's a sign, but what's the sign of? What's this a sign of? You ever wonder about that? Why don't people come to church anymore? Some people believe God's cleaning out the church from the people that weren't really sincere. Maybe that's partly true. 
I just believe that God, I, I don't feel like that's the only thing happening. I believe that because of things that have happened, COVID and other things, because of all of that, some people made some bad decisions. I'm not talking about sinful decisions, but bad decisions that ended up causing them not to be where they needed to be. Not to be in a place where they're going to grow. Not, go, not to be in a place where they're going to be around brothers and sisters. Not to be in a place where they're going to receive encouragement from other people. Somehow, they, they disconnected. And I believe it could have happened very innocently just from making bad decisions. That's one of the craziest things. You can make bad decisions in life without realizing you're making a bad decision. And you end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then first thing you know, you're not where you were anymore. King David was like that. You read the story of King David? Man, this guy's the example of people that love the Lord with all their heart. I mean, he would always want to give God not just the minimum. He'd go, oh man, I'm not going to give God something that doesn't cost me. You know, and he would say things like that. He'd go the extra mile to always show God his love. He wouldn't mind dancing. He's the king. He doesn't mind dancing in front of other people, you know, and, you know, just and twirling and dancing before the Lord. He says, I'll humble myself before God because I don't care what people think about me in that respect because I'm going to worship my God. God says he's a man after my own heart. But one day David made this decision. It looks like a little decision. Everybody was going out to war. And the Bible says it was the time when all the kings go out to war. And it says, well, David decided, I don't think I'm going to go out to war this time. I don't know why. He's, maybe he's going, I got some things I need to take care of at home. I got some things, I, you know, some spring cleaning. I got to fix my garage. I got to, you know, uh, fix my grass in the backyard. I, I don't know what he had to do. I don't know why he stayed home. But he's like, you know what? Y'all go on. I'm going to stay home. What did he do? He disconnected himself from battle. He disconnected himself from what God is doing right then. He disconnected himself for something else. And it looked like a little tiny decision. And what happened ultimately because of that decision of not being where, which, which just simply caused him to be not where you're supposed to be, not in the battles of the Lord, not, in, not connected to His purpose, that simple little decision to stay at home ended up causing him later to have the greatest fall of his life. It had a huge impact on him. And that man that had a heart from God for like three or four years, theologians believe, was away from God because it led one thing led to another. And he ended up away from God. I just want to encourage you. Little decisions are so important. People think, oh, I don't need to come to church. Oh, I don't need to get on Zoom. Oh, I don't need to do that. Oh, I can miss a few times. Oh, I can be lax about this. God knows my heart. Well, God might know your heart. But if you get yourself in a bad situation, what does the Bible say the devil does? It says he looks for an opportune time. Um. I've shared before, I was, I was trained by an African man. So every once in a while in ministry, and he'd have these funny expressions. And he'd say, 
It's the banana that gets away from the bunch that always gets peeled. And that's very true. It's the banana that gets away from the bunch that always gets peeled. You see, you might just think, oh, it's not important. Oh, it is. You need to be connected with other people. You need to be connected with people that are running with God. Those of you that today, I hope there's some of you today that are willing to say, you know what? I may not feel like it, but I know it's the right thing to do. I'm going to make a decision to follow God today. I'm going to make a decision. Maybe some of you have been backslidden. You might go, oh, I'm not sinning. Oh, are you on fire like you were? If you're not on fire like you are, like you were, remember from where you have, what? Fallen. Backslidden. Go back to that. So you're backslidden. Not, it doesn't mean you're, sl- you know, g- going to drinking parties or to whatever. Uh, what it means is you're not where you were. See, we're always going forward. If that's you, you need to come forward today. If you've never given your life to the Lord, you feel that nudge on the inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit. It's a life rope from God. And he's saying, all who come to me, I will accept. And not only that, I'm able to save to the uttermost. There's not one area in your soul I will not touch. I will not reach. I will not change if you'll give it to me. If you'll give me that area of your life, if you'll trust me with all things, watch what I will do in you. Trust him. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll take care of you. He'll help you. He'll bring you from where you are to where you need to be. God is faithful. Quit trusting in yourself. Quit doing things your way. I just want to encourage you. So at this point, I'm, I'm going to pray. And just pray this prayer today. Just say, Father, I give my life to you afresh today. I believe this word. I believe you're able to save to the uttermost. Everybody that comes to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you're able to sanctify completely body, soul, and spirit. Everybody that comes to you through Jesus Christ. So here I am, God. You know I've been a mess. You know the drives inside of me. You know everything that needs to be fixed. Everything that needs to be healed. Everything that needs to be changed. God, I trust in You. I'm going to quit looking to me. And I'm going to look to You from today. And trust what Your Word says. God, You do that work now. I give my life to You. From today... I'm yours, 100%. And I'm going to feed on you. Give me Jesus. Give me Christ every day. Fill me up every day with your word, by your spirit. God, help me. You see my heart. I'm sincerely coming to you today. I ask you now, help me in Jesus' name. Amen.